0: Hey, it's James here, welcoming you to this presentation of the Hashtag Finance Podcast. This is just a reminder that if you like video, all of our CEO and expert interviews are featured on the Hashtag Finance playlist on CSE TV, including the show that you are about to listen to. Remember that is CSE Space TV on YouTube. And finally, this is just a friendly reminder that the views, information, or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved. And do not necessarily represent those of the Canadian Securities Exchange and its employees. So happy listening, and now enjoy the show. This is Hashtag Finance, presented to you by the Canadian Securities Exchange, the exchange for entrepreneurs, with your host, Barrington Miller.
1: Welcome to an edition of Hashtag Finance. I'm your host, Barrington Miller, from the Canadian Securities Exchange, Director of Listed Company Services. And today I'm here with the CEO from Better Life Pharma, Mr. Derudian. How do you do, sir?
2: I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me.
1: Uh, first and foremost, how is your family doing during COVID?
2: Family's been doing very well. Uh, just a knock on wood, uh, we're in Vancouver and seem to be holding up pretty well. Uh, It it was trying times for the last four months,
1: but uh, everyone's safe and uh, healthy. How about yours? uh, We are all good. We've been working from home. Uh, Most of the stock exchange, I'd say at least 90% uh, is working from home. Um, We've been deemed an essential service. So, you know, thankfully there's been, uh, thankfully on that front, we we haven't had uh, any change. We've actually, when you talk to people, We've actually been busy, busier, <laughs> it seems. Uh, nothing has slowed down. Um, you know, we have almost uh, 600 tradable securities and wow. we're still getting listings, uh, you know, in, in, in cannabis, in psychos- psychedelics, uh, or psilocybin. Um, of course, mining is, <laughs> I keep saying mining's coming back. Um, mining right. is, is coming back. But, uh, but, you know, we're here to talk about what's going on in the world and to find out a little bit more about your company. And for starters, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and how you came to be at Better Life?
2: Sure. Thank you. Um, I have uh, been in the pharmaceutical business for the last uh, 30 years or so. I have a PhD in pharmaceutical sciences from UBC uh, in drug metabolism, pharmacokinetics, all the good sciences that I haven't used in the last uh, 30 years because I've been mostly an entrepreneur starting companies related to pharma or biotech, building a management around it and capitalizing it uh, and uh, taking it from stock exchange, from private to, to public creating liquidity and uh, funding good good plans and good programs and good products. Um, and happy to be in this space right now because we have a great team and a, a, a great platform right now to make a difference, uh, hopefully in the treatment of COVID-19, which has devastated uh, many parts of the, the world right now.
1: And of course, everybody knows that it's around and what's happening on a global scale. What is Better Life working on? What are they doing and what have they come up with? Uh, Better
2: Life is uh, uh, working, is merging with a company called Altum Pharmaceuticals, which uh, I was the founder as well. And one of the projects of Altum was the a drug that's used for the treatment of HPV virus is called interferon alpha-2b. And for three, four years, uh, Ultim has been developing that product. And when uh, earlier this year, COVID uh, pandemic hit, it it was uh, through some uh, previous literature, it was clear that interferon alpha-2b has antiviral activities, and it could be specific against COVID, And uh, later in January, early February, study was done out of uh, uh, Wuhan, which was the epicenter of the pandemic by Canadian researchers led by Dr. Eleanor Fish at Toronto General, that showed that interferon alpha to be in an inhalation form could be effective in treating COVID patients uh, at the early stage. So, uh, the team uh quickly started working on developing this inhalation form and looking at a clinical plan to use this in patients uh, that are diagnosed or tested positive for covid and we've had great uh, uh you know set of uh scientific and uh, and clinical data in the last uh last couple of months supporting that so currently we're putting our plans together to do a 150 patient phase two trial in Canada later this year. So we believe that the treatment of COVID and attacking this virus requires a cocktail of uh, weapons you know, if you will, a direct attack like remdesivir, the, the famous Gilead drug, and also indirect attack like our drug Uh, which is uh, immunomodulator. It enhances your immune system to fight this. And this was shown very effectively in the study that was done in 77 patients that showed the ones that took inhalation form of interferon, they recovered much faster. They didn't need oxygen or ventilators. So our plan now, you know, we're we're happy, you know, we're, we're, we're a proud Canadian company to put this together going forward for the next three to six months to get this drug through the clinical uh, phase two uh, trials and then uh, go f- with an with a emergency use authorization uh, from f- FDA and Health Canada to take it to the next step and hopefully make an impact in the lives of patients?
1: How early, um, I mean, I know the earlier the better, right. but is there an ideal, I guess use time is within the first couple weeks, or
2: yes. So as soon as you're tested positive, as soon as you're tested positive or you see symptoms like coughing and fever, this this uh, um, could be this product could be used. That's how we're positioning it. That we're also seeing, we're also doing a, a lower dose format of the same drug for prevention. For example, if you know. A pandemic is coming. Your frontline healthcare workers—you don't have the virus, but you're sure. exposed to it. Like hospital workers, school buses, waiters—you know, everybody who's who comes across with the public and wants to be protected. So the lower dose format would help enhance that uh, immune system to fight this thing. So we think both are are needed, but obviously the primary. Uh, focus is for the treatment as soon as possible to get the higher dose format out, hopefully later this year, under emergency use authorization into patients.
1: What's, uh, what is emergency use authorization? Is well, that a bypass? Is it, or,
2: or yeah, this is p- bypasses the usual uh, regulatory approval process that, that FDA and Health Canada and other regulatory agencies look at because you have to have a set of preclinical phase one, phase two, phase three, and so on. But in the, in the uh, situations like this, uh, is there a pandemic and a global need for this? If there is enough sufficient data and the, the, the trial data is statistically powered enough, uh, the regulators give you emergency use authorization for that period of time. It's not infinite. And that can be taken away. So for that period of time, for example, we want to contain this pandemic in city of Toronto or other um, uh, areas and you get to use this. And then while you set up your phase three program for eventual commercialization on the regular uh, format.
1: Well, this would definitely lead to a better life. So let's, let's, let's backtrack a bit um, <laughs> a year ago, or even six months ago, where, where was better life headed? Where was. Better life has always
2: been a, and well, it started as an R and D company to in, to, to have better delivery system for cannabinoids and cannabis products, for example, uh, topical or oral that can be dosed properly for people who are not necessarily cannabis users, but they will go to you know, Shoppers Drug mart and buy a cream to alleviate their pain right. in their joints and so on. So uh, it started about two years ago by licensing a delivery system from Altum, my, the private company that I spoke to you about for specifically just cannabinoids. So it's always been an R&D company. So for two years leading to beginning of this year, it did a lot of product de- uh, formulation development, testing with, uh, with uh, researchers in Israel and Germany to develop these things. And the premise was to be a pharma grade type product, consumer products that was developed, not just you know, by putting stuff together, but actual data. And right. pharma people, because we saw the cannabis space, we didn't get a lot of uh, you know LPs and grow ups and things like that, and then physicians that were using it, but the pharma gr- pharma uh, type development was missing. So that's how be- uh, uh, Better Life uh, came together, and now with the merger of the two, we have obviously more uh, enhanced programs. But COVID takes precedent
1: over. Everything else, as you can you can imagine, definitely. For our investors uh, who are either currently with you or who may want to uh, who may want to invest, right. what is your differentiator right now between you and other companies that are working on a potential um, solution for COVID and their delivery right. mechanisms? So
2: that's a that's a great question, specifically. Because we were working on interferon alpha two B for a topical format against another virus, which was which is the HPV, we've had a lot of experience with interferon uh, alpha two B, and this this compound has been really it was used uh, has been used for the last forty years. It's been on the market for a long time, uh, and was used against hepatitis uh, uh, Hep C virus. In, in, in humans and marketed under Intron A by Merck. They have discontinued the production of this. We have a lot of experience with how you produce this uh, interferon alpha-2b and we were standing out as the only group on the planet wanting to advance and create a new way of manufacturing this product uh, that was basically discontinued anyway it's a biologic it's a very hard thing to make uh, it's 166 amino acids long and the way it was made all the time uh, all this time was really a, an old technology going back 30 40 years so we have developed a new technology it's a cloning technology that creates the only pure what we call isoform free form of interferon alpha-2b. It was done with collaboration with the NRC in Canada, National Research Council uh, later, uh, late last year, earlier this year. And we have a patent pending process to create the only pure uh, interferon alpha-2b. And we we are now taking that drug substance through its process to scale it up. Again, lots of technology is going into this. to be the only group that can do this. And one of the biggest issues with interferon therapy is side effects. So these these impurities called side effects. So what differentiates us is that we will be the only group that has this process to create the purest form of interferon alpha 2E, which is known to be a potent antiviral agent. It has shown in limited clinical setting in Wuhan and with Canadian researchers to be effective against Wuhan and its mechanism of action against the virus and vi- viral activity is well-known. goes back many, many, uh, you know, a few decades. So we think that regardless of vaccination and other treatments, interferon-alpha-2b will always be part of the arsenal of products you need to to attack this virus. So it's like, the best analogy is really HIV. (coughs) After 30, 40 years, we don't have a vaccine for HIV, but no one really dies. We don't have a pandemic of HIV. You know, people, people dying of this because there's a cocktail of treatments that as soon as you're diagnosed, it keeps you alive and it limits the the virus replication and and makes you healthier. I mean, there are people living with HIV now uh, for a long time. So we think this will happen eventually with COVID or variations of it, is that interferon alpha-2b, which we will have the premier product, will have the best chance of containing it while other treatments are coming to attack the virus.
1: You know, uh, we've spoken with more than a few companies who are all working, and we thank them for their um, for their service. Um, who are working on solutions? Uh, you're one of the only ones who have said we're not trying to cure it, we're not trying to eradicate it. We're trying to treat it while in the process of um, working on a cure, and that's uh, that. That's really something, uh, and as well the cocktail, the, the cocktail approach is um, you're right. You know, it, we compare it to HIV and we've seen the way it was 20 years ago and the way it is now, 20, 30 years ago, and the way that it is now, it's it's a completely different story. Um, right. And I, you know, I hope, uh, yeah, I, I hope something, something changes and uh, yeah, we just wish you continued success. Thank you. Um, now let's, let's, let's talk a little bit about the future. No, let's go back. Sorry. Uh, the team, the team that you are working with. Right. Tell us, tell us a little bit about your squad.
2: The team uh, is a highly experienced uh, average of uh, 20 to 30 years experience in this uh, in the field of drug development uh, from operations to CMC, which is drug substance uh, production, to clinical, our chief medical officer. uh, And we are about seven or eight, seven people managing about 41 different groups, service providers, uh, from uh, biologics manufacturers, to fermentation specialists, to regulatory experts uh, for FDA, biostatistician It takes a lot of, it takes a village and a half, if you will, to do any, something like this. So, uh, it, and it's, it's really a most efficient way to conduct these because there are experts in every area that are so focused that for us to recreate that as a small company makes no sense as they will take. So we have from the NRC group that started with the cloning of the E. coli to people in Colorado, our our CMC group, uh, and our chief medical officer in Texas, our operations people in Toronto, and everybody in between. We have a great diverse group that are very, very experienced in what they're doing. So Dr. Angela Ogden is our chief medical officer. She's based in Texas, close to MD Anderson Cancer Center, highly experienced person, uh, Hushman Sheshparadaran uh, uh, is in Toronto. He's a operations uh, COO from um, from Roche and Johnson and Johnson background. And uh, uh, God bless him, Scott Rudge in Colorado. He's a head of our CMC. He was very critical in putting the production of Interferon the way we are doing it and, and quarterbacking that with various groups that we have worked with from film in UK and, and NRC and uh, now a group in Massachusetts putting this together in a you know fill finish format vial that we can actually put in a nebulizer. Uh, so we have a great team uh, of highly experienced uh, and I think I couldn't have asked for a, a, a better group of people, especially when we came across this uh, awful pandemic. we thought everything else was going to come to a stop, which it did. The right. Other programs to get it off the ground. Usually, this stuff takes two three years, you know. But you had to really step up your game uh, to to get this off the ground. So I'm very happy with the
1: team and and how they've uh, they've put put this together. Well, you've definitely shown the entrepreneurial spirit in uh, in your ability to pivot uh, so quickly and so readily um, to, like you said, step up to yeah. the to the global plate. Uh, clinical trials phase two I believe you said would happen later this year yeah um, what does that mean for, for an investor for somebody who is well
2: that's really usually the cli- uh, critical uh, uh, part of taking a proof of concept to the next stage that shows that commercial viability of a product because at that time you've kind of addressed the safety issues you've addressed the the drug substance issues and things like that. So if you look at the way you can model these things for an investor and and creating value, at every step you're reducing the risk. So you know when you're in a molecule, with a path in a university, you have 2% chance of success. But when you get to phase two, and with a drug that's already approved, with another indication, so we're not creating something completely out of the blue, you get you know more than 80 percent chance of success the way we're doing it, and some some previous work that has been done. We think that creates a great uh, uh, you know vehicle for investors to hopefully gain uh, gain a lot from
1: this going forward. Well, we definitely uh, wish you, like I said, continued success, and uh, all our thoughts are going to be positive towards you and your team. Thank you. Uh, If you're looking for this, excuse me, and other interviews, you can please visit CSE underscore TV on YouTube. You can check us out on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, as well as www.thecse.com. If you're looking for the stock, uh, The Better Life, it is BETR, trading on the Canadian Securities Exchange. I've been your host, Barrington Miller, and this has been an edition of Hashtag Finance.
0: Hey, it's James here, reminding you that if you just enjoyed this episode of Hashtag Finance, there's a lot more. Make sure you subscribe to this show available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Shows come out at least twice a week, so please do not miss out. Also, if you're on Instagram, please don't forget to follow us at Canadian Exchange. That's all one word, Canadian Exchange. We're hosting live daily content with great guests discussing the capital markets, entrepreneurship, investing, and much more. And finally, if you like video, please subscribe to CSE Space TV. That's CSE Space TV on YouTube. You can find more great stuff, including exclusive series content like Cannabis Month 2020 and our new series, Investing in Psychedelics. As always, thank you for listening.